Good morning. Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning, our final episode before we take a break for the summer. We'll be back together the Wednesday after Tisha B'Av and looking forward to regrouping at the time. I want to thank our generous sponsors for the series as we have our last year this morning. Our dear friends, Chani and Lenny Grunstein, who sponsored in memory of Chani's beloved father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak. A huge thank you for the year of sponsorship and for your generosity. Also this morning, she was sponsored in honor of the birthday of my dear friend, Mendy Fishman, by his children. Thank you for continuously inspiring us to grow, say his children. And I would add my voice to that as well. Mendy is in a Ben Ali. I'm a vakish, always looking to learn to grow. She is wonderful Sfarim with me, is a dear friend and inspires me. Mendy, a very happy birthday. You should be your best year yet. You should have only nachas and simcha and wonderful things. We are on Perak Yudches. We're on chapter 18 of Mesil Sisharim. We are making our way through the wonderful work of the Ramchal, Moshe Chaim Lutzato, who charted the path how we can be a better or best version of ourselves by employing the brilliant formula of Rapinchas Ben Yair, by growing in all the different attributes and steps that began with a conversation of Machovas Adam Ba'olamo. Why are we here? We are not in this world to be takers. We're not here to receive. We're not here for rights and entitlements. We're here for our duty and obligation. We're here with responsibility. We each have unique gifts and talents and skills. We are each a unique manifestation and gift of Hashem in this world. And we need to use it. We need to direct it in order to be able to elevate and repair, to improve this world and to build it in the image of Hashem. That doesn't mean we can't enjoy the world and derive pleasure from the world. But it means that our primary responsibility is not happiness, but rather the pursuit of holiness. How do we do that? We talked about zehiros, cautiousness, mindfulness, being present in all that we do, not acting ruthlessly, relentlessly, but rather being strategic, thought out and planned. Then we talked about zerizus, how to live with alacrity and zeal, how to make resolutions and pursue them. Then we moved over to the world of Nikias, how to purge from ourselves those bad qualities, that instinct, that uh, inclination. And then we moved over to the world of Precious, how to live with discipline, how to rise above the animal instinct, how to not simply give in to whatever urge, temptation, or appetite, but to be able to live without. Only when we can live without can we live with. And then we moved over to Tahara. And Tahara was all about not only doing the right things, but doing them for the right reasons. How to have pure motivation and pure thoughts. How to be pure not only in our behavior, but even internally in our drive and who we are. And that brings us over to the next quality. And the next quality in this formula is Hasidus. Now when we think about Hasidus, we think about furry hats, strimals, and long curly payas. We think about Hasidus, we think about different types of Hasidim. But the Ramchal is writing certainly before the birth of what we call the Hasidic movement, the Baal Shem Tov and his disciples. The Ramchal is talking all the way back to the Chazal, to our rabbis of the Talmud, who described what a Hasid is, who is a Hasid, someone who is seeking, someone who aspires for piety in their life. What does that mean? This virtue of piety of Hasidus needs really to unpack a great explanation. Because there are a lot of customs, there are a lot of outlooks, there are a lot of life and lifestyles that fall under the header or headline, chasidus, that people subsume or people assume are a form of chasidus. When reality is they're the outer shell of piety, a particular behavior, taking on a certain hanhaga, taking on a certain custom or ritual, living a certain stringency, might be an expression of piety, of chasidus. But what is it at its core? The person who says, I want to be a chasid. 
I want to be included among, I want to be counted among pious people. What does it mean to be included among pious people? What does it truly mean to be a chassid? And that result of only looking at the surface, the superficial, thinking that if you dress a certain way, or you adopt a certain practice that makes you a chassid, is a very superficial, it's a very, uh, it's a very shallow way of looking at it. If we really understand the path of God, what He wants from us, who we are, if we've spent time in conversation in our own head, in our own mind, if we've come to know God, to know others, and to know ourselves, if we understand that path, because Mesilas Yasharim, this book is really all about the path of the just, the path of the right, the Yashar, to go straight, Yashar, Yashar. If you're lost in Israel and you ask for directions, Yashar, Yashar. This is the book for the people who are lost. And it's how to go Yashar, Yashar. It's how to get to the destination we belong. And included in that destination, one of the steps on that journey is the step toward piety, towards Hasidus. So the Ramchal is first defining what it's not. Hasidus being a chassid, being pious, is not a shallow, superficial understanding. It's not a mode of dress. It's not a particular custom. It's not a particular behavior. And these people have given piety a bad name among the general population, and particularly the intelligent among them. Why? So Ramchalir bemoans the fact. He said this earlier in his book as well, and here he repeats this notion, this theme. The Ramchal says the whole book is about self-growth. The whole book is about discipline, regulating our behavior, being a best version of ourselves. And so what happens? The intelligent, the, the, in, the, the people who are the intelligent aristocracy, so to say, the people who represent the sophisticated, advanced way of looking at things, the scholarly, academic, they dismiss and they say, you know who pursues piety? The fools. If you're not smart enough to sit in the base medrash, if you're not academic enough for an academic attitude towards Judaism, who are the ones who really pursue piety? Who are the ones who really set goals to live the most righteous life, the most regulated life, who live the most pious life, who seek holiness, not only happiness? Ah, that's for those who aren't really smart. That's for those who aren't really diligent. That's for those who don't have a great mind or a great memory. That's for those who aren't really scholarly, academic. What a mistake, what a disservice. The general population make the terrible mistake that piety goes hand in hand with empty values or with things that are against intelligence. So the pursuit of piety is doing foolish things like rolling around in the snow, fasting. The pursuit of piety goes against common sense, rational thinking, sophisticated attitudes. Who says to him all day? Who mumbles those Tehillim all day, those Piyutim all day? Who are those Hasidim who are just saying Tehillim? They're not smart enough to learn. They're not bright enough to lead. That's who lowers themselves to do that. And they sit and they cry all day. Who are the ones who do these exaggerating crying, who bow down and prostrate, them, prostrate themselves, who have these deadly mortifications, such as ablutions and ice and snow, because there were those there were those in the pursuit of piety who wanted to experience not only a lack of pleasure, but pain. So they would roll around uh, undressed in the snow and the like. And Ramchal says, you're doing a terrible disservice. That's not chasidus, that's not piety. So the people who live or pursue or project that piety is skin deep, 
that you just go through these rituals. It looks like a bunch of crazy people. You cry and you moan and you recite Tehillim all day and you daven all day and you shuckle all day and that's the pious. And the Ramchal says, while he's not willing, willing to wholesale dismiss all those things, there are people who need that regulated recitation of Tehillim. They need the crying out, the flailing of the arms, the shuckling, who need maybe even to roll around in the ice and snow. That's not real Chasidus. That is not what it's about. Don't dismiss it. Don't think. You're not necessarily a Chasid either, by the way. Ramchal didn't live to see this, but he would say today, wearing a big furry hat, a gartel, a long black coat, having long curly pious doesn't make you a chassid necessarily either. Those are superficial manifestations. Those are behaviors, customs, or rituals. Those are modes of dress or styles of speech. That does not make you a chassid. In Rapinchas Benyari's formula, in this approach, this attitude, this multi-step process to a better version of ourselves, that's not what being a chassid means. Chassidus is deep. To really define what is piety and what does it mean to pursue piety and what does it mean to achieve piety and how does one maintain piety. It rests on the foundation of wisdom and a person has to be aware of it and in control of their behavior. Anybody, you could be super smart, a genius, an incredible memory. You could be sophisticated, advanced, academic, but one should live with a sense of piety. In fact, it's the opposite. It's not that the fool, the unsophisticated, those who are not smart, ah, that's who pursues piety. But the ones who are smart, they sit, they learn, and so on. It's the opposite. In order to really define, to understand, to pursue, to live piety, you're the one who has to be chachamim. That's what our rabbi said in Pirkei Ovis in the second chapter. If you're really ignorant, you can't be a chassid. Piety is not about rolling in the snow. Piety is not about de- depriving yourself of food and pleasure. Piety is not about just saying Tehillim all day without even knowing what it means. If you're ignorant, you can't really be pious. So what does it mean? What does it mean to live with piety? So we'll take a break, but when we come back together, please God, in a few weeks, this is where we'll pick it up. How do we define what that piety is? Is it a goal? Is it ambition? Do we tell it to our children? Do our children think that all we care about are their grades? where they get into school, what they got on their SATs, or do we care that they live with piety? Is piety an important part of their day? Do we ask them at the end of the day, how did you do on your test? Or do we ask them, how did you do with your friends? Did you do something kind? Were you living in self-control? Did you act with piety? So it's very important to define because you can't pursue something you don't even know what it is. So to pursue it for ourselves, to pursue it and communicate it to our children, we'll pick up from there. Again, a huge thank you to the Grunsteins for the sponsorship of the year. And uh, we continue in 15 minutes worth living with Amuna 845. Tonight, 9 p.m., we go behind the Bima for the final episode of the season with Rav Manas Friedman and his son, Benny Friedman, father-son combo in anticipation of Father's Day. A great conversation with two talents, one a singer and one a great speaker. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.